Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Now sit back, relax, and rewind your mind. Reminisce with friends you didn't even know you had. And if you weren't there, then this is news to you. Hey there, how's it going? I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And we're back with another uh, wonderful episode of the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. I'm getting better at that. You are. I mean, it's you know, been seven, eight months. Yeah. Well, and we haven't had a chance to record for a, a couple, couple weeks. weeks yeah, you know? so we're a little behind, so we apologize for... Well, are we behind? I think... You know what? Or are we I, caught up? I think we... I think we missed a week. We did miss one week, and we had a hell of a week. Uh, and between graduation, graduation, I was sick, and uh, yeah, it just it was a hell of a week. So we just kind of decided to take a little break, and we had that one episode that we released last week, the Forgotten Toys. That was a good one. I already forgot so, about it. Well, see, now we can, now we can like reference back to last week. We can, and it will be relevant. For somewhere. now. For now. Until we, you know. Well, who knows? We might just, you know, get a week ahead and, and rock and roll with it, you know? That works, too. I mean, we, you know, we make it work. We are. We'll, we'll make it work one way or the other. So, one way or another, we're going to make shows. We're going to get you, get you, get you, get you. To listen. <laughs> nice cover. That song, that, <laughs> that song has always kind of struck me as uh, kind of stalkerish. I think that's exactly what it is. I think that's that's what she is. She's stalking him. You know? It's like, one way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you. And then she, like, watches the bus drive by, and she knows that he's on it. So then she goes, sits by his house. Or was it Michael Jackson's cousin or whatever? I feel like somebody's watching me. Oh, Rockwell. Yeah, him. Rockwell, yeah. He looked like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson actually sang backup he did, on right. that song. He he does the chorus. So. Yeah, that's right. I always feel like. Somebody's watching me. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, not not, not at all. No. We're going to talk about music today. We are talking we're, about movies. Movies. And musical movies. They're, they're not... Well, I, I'm trying to think if I have a musical movie on my list. I don't think so. I have seen musical movies in this genre. Okay, so I what what is our, our favorite... Okay, like Big Umbrella. If you had to say... Like, do you like comedies? Do you like, you know, action? What would you say our um, big umbrella genre is on movies? Horror. Horror. Horror movies. Horror. That's with two R's, not one. Yeah, and no W. No W. Um, right, Those movies are good, too, though. They are. But, so, within Horror. all of these genres, there are little, what they call sub-genres, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have werewolves and you got vampires and you know what I don't like huh? sparkly vampires I don't either I, I actually I never even really watched that one I walked out of that movie there was another one that I didn't care for um oh it fits into our little what we're gonna do today oh yeah so um I didn't care for warm bodies it was okay I didn't mind it but it wasn't a zombie movie yeah I didn't I didn't like it so I would say that our favorite subgenre in horror zombies. might be zombies. Zombies, anything undead in general, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and there are some that you know they they classify as zombie movies that just don't fit. No, you know. Uh, but we tried to put together a list of like each one of our personal top five favorite retro zombie movies, and we stuck with eighties and nineties. Yes. You can go back into the seventies. There's a few. Good, really good ones, but 
I think it really kind of hit its stride in the 80s and 90s. It, it tried to make a big comeback again recently, like specifically with like with just zombies in general, like with The Walking Dead, and, and that was a huge hit. Yeah. And zombie movies lately, like, I think the last newer, newer zombie movie I've seen other than World... Uh, the hell is it called? Um, the one with... fuck's his name? The, the, they came up with two of them. The Double Tap. Oh, Zombieland. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. You're thinking of Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Those other... Unless you're thinking of that Eisenberg fellow. I don't know who the hell Eisenberg is. Didn't he that other guy that's in it? Michael Eisenberg? Oh, yeah. And then uh, Emma Emma Stone. I like I do like Emma Stone. Yeah, and then that other girl. I, I want to see Maleficent, just because Emma Stone. Oh yeah, or not Maleficent, but uh, um, Cruella. 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 I've heard a lot of shit about that movie too. There, Is it there's good a, shit. Um, it made me want to watch it. I I want to watch it just because I like Emma Stone. I don't care. There is uh, apparently a uh, and I haven't seen the movie, so this isn't a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but I've seen some protests from some. Uh, uh, certain groups that are saying that there is a uh, almost a satanic element to it that she that Cruella, her name is Devil. Yeah, it's not Deville like it, in, in the in the original it was Deville with two L's and an and E. And it's spelled Devil with and it's spelled it's Devil. devil. No, it's pronounced D-E-V-I-L, Deville. So they so they said that there's like some uh, some pretty dark uh, dark themes in it, and I was like, you know what? Well, it is a Disney movie. That just made me want to see it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I didn't really give two shits about this movie, but now you said that it's controversial and dark. I want to see it. Well, Disney is, I think, in charge of the Illuminati or something. They, oh, yeah, we talked about that. We did. Yeah, it's got to be. So they, they run their own cult, House of Mouse. The House of Mouse. And it's a, it's a, it's a Mickey Mouse, but it's a skull with crossbones. Yes. <laughs> the reason that we got on this topic is... We watched, uh, what the hell was that show with Batista? Uh, Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead. And we won't spoil it because it's it's kind of a newer movie. But, goddamn, it was good. It was, yeah, I really liked it. It was probably one of the best movies, I, zombie movies I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because it hit, I mean, without giving anything away, it hit almost every possible genre of zombie you could imagine. Oh, yeah, there were, there were slow zombies, fast zombies, animal zombies... Uh, they smart zombies. Smart zombies. They they progress. They, you know, they progressed. So it combined a lot of, like you said, those little tropes that they. And they it used. almost it was almost like Dawn of the Dead. It was very similar. Kind yeah. of like that, but older, with a twist at the beginning of Return of the Living Dead. They had that, and I thought a little bit of Zombie Land mixed in there. Yeah. Um, they had a military uh, presence in it, so there was a little bit of like the uh, the Zack Snyder movies. Yeah, um, all of it. it. It was it was fantastic. A little bit of Walking Dead element. There's some to Michael Bay esque explosions in it. Yeah, there was there were some lens flares and whatnot. Uh, brilliant movie, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was done really well. And the special effects were great, and that's something that we pay a lot of attention to. Yeah, and I, I thought it was yeah, it was great. Dude, I was watching like I was telling you earlier. I was watching Wishmaster. Right, and. I watched all four of them. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I'd never seen the three or four. They were terrible. But as I'm watching it, in I think it was the third one. It's one of the ones where they were in another. It was another museum or somebody else's house. Might be the second one. But the guy was made of stone. It was one of the statues he brought to life. 
and you can the guy he bends down. He's getting ready to kill us, this guard, and you can see the guy's face under the mask. Oh, really? Yeah, you can see his actual lips under the mask. <laughs> I was like, ah, I got gotcha. you. And that, you know that's something that most people don't notice, but we work in that element, you know, quite often as much as we can. So we notice that right away. Yeah, you know. So you want you want to jump into this? Let's jump in. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. Me go. Okay. Well, I have uh, amassed, and this is in in particular order. In particular, order. I put this in order of my top five retro zombie movies of the eighties and nineties. Okay. And some of these had a profound effect on me, and I'll, as we go through, I'll explain it. Some of them were just had a profound effect on the genre, and some were just fun. My uh, number five is, uh, some people call it Brain Dead. We know it as Dead Alive. I love Dead Alive. Okay, so Dead Alive, Peter Jackson, one, one of his, his first, first movies. And I think he should have stuck with horror. I agree, because he did that, and then uh, what was his other first movie? It was uh, Brain Damage. Brain, no. Or, or Bad Taste, Bad Taste. Bad Taste. And I love that movie. It's so yeah. shitty. Yes. It is so shitty. It's and great, It makes though. no fucking sense at all. But it it's just, awesome. Yes. But it's, Dead Alive is probably one of the best, goriest movies I've ever seen. Yes. It's extreme gore. Um, practical effects. Yes. And, oh, and they're practical 80s effects. Yeah. They're just beautiful. So, the the basic plot. And this, I mean, this movie... I mean, it's it's old enough. I think we can talk about it. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, and you're a zombie fan or a horror fan in general, slap yourself. Now, this film, I'm just saying, this film came out. It has two release dates. Now, Brain Dead came out in '92, but it was only in New Zealand. Yep. And then in '93, early '93, it came to the United States. They changed it to Dead Alive. The basic idea is uh, these guys capture and smuggle a uh, Sumatran rat monkey into the United States. Yep. And they bring it to the zoo. Well, they they, br- they bring it to the to the zoo, but do you know where it ca- actually came from? I don't know if they touched on it, but there are. It's in another movie. It is in another movie. Another Peter Jackson movie. Which one? King Kong. Fuck, that's right. It came, came from Skull, Skull Island. Skull Island. And in King Kong, when they're bringing him over on the boat, there's a little crate on the boat that says, Danger, Sumatran Rat Monkey. Yeah, that's right. And so it's in King Kong. So he's giving himself a little plug there. Yeah, a little Easter egg. So they uh, this, this rat monkey is like biting people. And they actually took it to New Zealand. But I think that they twisted it when it was released in the United States to make it appear to be in the United States. Except for everybody was British. Yeah, everybody was, well, and they were New Zealand. New, e- New Zealanders. Whatever. Um, New Zealanders. Yeah, that's uh, Australian, actually. New Zealand is, is near Australia. I, I knew that. Yeah. So. Smartass. <laughs> some people don't consider this a zombie movie, necessarily. But the infection is caused by this rat monkey biting people. Mm-hmm. And then they, in turn, will turn other people into zombies. You know, I consider it a zombie movie. Well, yeah, because in this, his mom kept biting people. Yeah, and, see, okay, his mom had some of the greatest scenes when uh, when her, she had all these boils on her face. Oh, and they were And they were popping, yes. and they are going into their porridge, and <laughs> they are eating oh, the pussy yeah, porridge. Oh, so gross, dude. I, 
the, the the one thing that I didn't care for, which I don't care for in any movies, she ate a dog. Yeah. And I, I don't like when animals, particularly dogs, get injured in movies, but they don't, they're not graphic about it, so it's okay. You know? No, they're, they're really not. I mean, they're graphic about everything else but that. Yeah, everything else. So, this turns into just a gigantic clusterfuck, for you know, lack of a better term, where the zombies are everywhere. And they have uh, a zombie baby, the, the nun and the uh, the priest. Oh, yeah. They have they have sex, and they have a zombie baby. The fat zombie baby with, yeah. like, one tooth. Yeah, with one tooth, and he's, like, on the playground, like, that. Ah. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. And the line of the movie, in my opinion, and well, a lot of people's opinions, is when the priest goes to battle, and he says, I kick ass for the Lord. Oh, yeah. And he goes to battle. That... And then when the uh, the lawnmower scene. the hero has to take the lawnmower and he holds the lawnmower up and just mows, mows through all the zombies, on. gore is through the roof. Like we said, uh, there's some humor to it. Yeah, there's a lot of humor. A in lot of humor in it, and a, a lot of good, just g- good classic horror movies. Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 amazing. Um, so that, that makes my number five. So th- there it is. That's my number five. That's a good number five. You better have some really good. Oh, I do. Good ones. I I do. I do. do you, dude? I know you. So okay. your, your your zombie your zombie expertise is far superior than mine, and but I just I watch movies. Usually, if I'm paying attention, it'll you know if it catches my eye, I really pay attention to it. Otherwise, I just watch it and then I go watch something else. Then you forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I do that a lot. Which of is a lot of just. Like I've seen, you know, I've seen so many, so many movies. It's just like, okay, I know what's gonna happen. Right. I don't need to pay attention. Now, and the reason that that I think that we are so, I mean, we're so big into to the zombie movies, anyways, because they're just awesome. But the reason that we like pay special attention to them, uh, Corey and I both served as officers in the Zombie Research Society for, for quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, actually, still, I guess we're still, we're still technically part of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we really dove into you know the the how uh, you know how do you survive a zombie attack? And we trained, we did survival training, we did and put on survival clinics, and we you know of course we do the special effects, so we got to study how they should look, yeah, not how they do look a lot of times in movies, um. The history of zombie movies, things like that. The history will come up in my top five. Just the history of zombies in general. Yeah. And how to either stop them or survive them. Well, and what would happen if there was a zombie and how would that zombie decompose and how would it affect his mobility and all that? His or her. I mean, yeah. there are female zombies around there. So Speaking, speaking of that, um, we talk about my brother real quick. Oh, yeah. He brought up, it was like when COVID and everything was at its peak and nobody, everything was closed. He calls me up. He goes, dude, what are you doing? It's nothing. He goes, dude, this is the worst zombie apocalypse ever. Because <laughs> we're all stuck inside. Yeah, we're all stuck inside on. and nothing's going on. That's I was like, funny. yeah, this sucks, dude. So I brought up that there are female zombies. My number four is a female zombie. Uh, and this probably would not be anyone's top pick of this series. Is this Return? Return of the Living Dead Part 3, where... Uh, the girlfriend turns into a zombie after, I believe, a motorcycle accident. Yeah, but she's but she's smart and she's yeah. she's not really she's a zombie. She's undead, 
but she's still herself. Well, because he brought her back, he reanimated. Yeah, and he he wanted his girlfriend back. Well, she took a, it took a kind of a twist, and I don't believe she. I, I think she was selective in who she attacked. Yeah, it was a thing. That's why she was smart. The reason that this is on my top five list is uh, this one. This one came out also in '93, so I would have been in high school, mm-hmm. and I can remember going to video stores. Like if if I was with my parents and I say, hey, "Let's go get a movie," I go grab this one because just the cover art the of cover her cool. with the glass coming out of her skin was like. Did she have um, syringes in her fingers or some shit? She did. She had like these long, like needle appendages. She didn't have syringes necessarily. And that was closer towards the end of the movie. Yeah, she, she outfitted herself for for battle. Um. But I would always grab this movie just because I wanted to. I want to see it. Yeah. And my parents were not into horror movies, and they'd be like, go, "Just go put it. Back. We're not going to watch it. Buy, get watch it with your friends. We're not going to." So I did, <laughs> and it. I just thought it was it was amazing. Now the the reason and everybody had a crush on her. Everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. They this had military influence because they had the uh, the trioxin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he found a, a barrel of trioxin and or they 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 went to a, a military base and found this barrel of trioxin. He, that's how he reanimated her because he wanted her back. And she they didn't know what to do with her because she had no real desire to eat food or anything. Then they figured out well she's got to eat brains. Brains. She's got to eat people. So they found a, uh, there was a gang that was chasing him through the city, and they were trying to capture her, so she seduced the leader, ended up killing him. <laughs> she, uh, she, just, it was fucking amazing. I mean, I don't know what the else to zombie, say about The this. zombie eating brains, that was not Romero's, that was, um... That was, uh, well... Because the original zombies didn't eat brains. No, this is the only franchise where zombies eat was brains. Was the Returns. Yes. Yeah. And that was the condition to them getting sequels mm-hmm. is the only thing they wanted to keep alive was that Zombies Ate Brains because it was unique to this series. Yeah. So in all five of them, all they, five they of them, all they brains. all ate brains. And I, I mean, we've done research on it. In reality, the human mouth isn't in jawline is not strong enough or set up to bite through a skull like they do in these no, movies. No, you'd have to use a rock or some shit. Yeah, well, think of trying to bite an apple. You know how hard it is to try to bite an apple when mm-hmm. it's, it's a rounded surface? Think of a, a skull. skull. that's the size of a watermelon. And now it's and it's bone. You know, it'd have to be alligator-type strength. Yeah. So, not really based in reality, but pretty damn entertaining. Pretty, yeah. So, Return of the Living Dead 3 is is my number four. Uh, my number three. This is where I kind of veer off the path of traditional zombies. I would say the first two were fairly, somewhat traditional. I mean, we had one that was an animal bite. We had mm-hmm. one that was reanimated with a, a chemical. This one goes back into the history of zombies. Serpent in the Rainbow. Good movie. I have not seen that movie in a long time. It's more voodoo. It's, it's a voodoo thing. Based on... Ba- it's based in reality. Now... Obviously, most of the shit that was in the movie did not actually happen. Yeah. But the guy that, uh, I believe his name was Wade Davis, he was studying voodoo and 
kind of the lore of zombies. So he went to Haiti. Mm-hmm. And he went in search of these poisons and different things that they use to create their zombies. It's pufferfish. Pufferfish poison. Oh, no shit. Well... Just puts them in a... It puts them in a trance. And it, it makes them think that they're dead because it's a, it's a neurotoxin. It paralyzes them. And it slows their heart, everything. They can, they can be without advanced medical technology, which they wouldn't have in a more third world country. Yeah. You could easily confuse them for being dead. And they could, they were paralyzed. They couldn't move. They couldn't speak. They couldn't, but they could hear. So they could hear these doctors talking about how they were dead and they couldn't speak up to say, no, I'm not. Sometimes they would even be buried. Well, then the person that had poisoned them would go out and dig them up, keep feeding them these drugs, and basically tell them, you're dead. I saved you. So you're... You belong to me. Yeah, you belong to me. You're my servant. And that's kind of how the zombie lore started. Well, this uh, uh, Wade Wade Davis, I think that's his name. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, I, I, it just that's sort of the name that, that it keeps coming up because I watched a documentary about this. He went down there. He studied it. He wanted it, he wanted all this, you know. Uh, he wanted the poisons. He wanted the the, the story. He wanted the, the the technique. All he wanted to learn all that. So he got it. I mean, they they put it to him down there. Yeah. And some of the things that he endured, he wrote a a term paper for college, and all this was in there. They took that term paper and turned it into this movie. Oh no shit! Yeah. Nice. So he. He, uh, he he told some pretty wild stories in this documentary I watched. I think it was called The, the Dead Are Among Us, The Dead Walk Among Us. Okay, I've, I've seen that, but I haven't watched it. Somebody gave, I, Years ago, I had a DVD that somebody just handed me at a zombie convention because they heard that I was doing a zombie podcast at the time. Yeah. And they heard that you know I was with the Zombie Research Society, and they said, will you review this for us? And I said, absolutely. And they gave me free DVD. I watched it. It was great. I reviewed it. It was It was wonderful. But he said it was like, whatever whatever year he went down there, uh, he was coming back and it was it was Easter Sunday that he came back through LaGuardia Airport. Yeah, and they opened up his suitcase and he's got all these potions and powders in his suitcase, like jars and jars and jars of them. Oh shit! And they're like, what is all this? And so he's trying to explain, these are herbs and these are potions that I got in Haiti. Uh, you know, they they. This is how they make zombies. This, you know, he's trying to explain the best he could that they weren't drugs. Yeah. And he said that the, the customs agent just kind of looked over everything, zipped it up, and he goes, look, I've been working all day. I've been working 12 hours. It's Easter Sunday. Get the fuck out of here. That's funny. And just told him, just, I don't want anything to do with this. Go. I, I don't know what, he probably didn't know what to write on the paperwork, so he's just like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Now, <laughs> zombie ingredients. Yeah, these are zombie ingredients. <laughs> well, and, and he they he had a uh, they call it zombie astral. He had basically a soul trapped in a bottle, mm-hmm. and it was all decorated up. And they're like, just get this shit out of here. Holy shit! Just go, just go. Movie though, the He's, movie came out. He just said that he was trying to resurrect Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the movie came out in '88, and. To me, there are some of the scariest scenes in this film that I've ever seen. Oh shit! Uh, the uh, the giant nail through a scrotum. 
Oh, God. You forgot about that, I did. You? Yeah, that... Um, some of the other... Uh, some of the other little scenes that they had of... Like, I haven't seen this movie in probably 20 plus years. Oh, I watch it all the time. I mean, it's just... It's it's that that much of a favorite that I, I, I want, just continually watch it and try to pick it apart. Yeah. But some of the scenes where he's buried and having his hallucinations, they're terrifying. Oh, my God, dude. But I think Serpent in the Rainbow, it's a good historical account of, you know, basically... This is how zombies came to be. Yeah, with with some, you know, with some Hollywood thrown in there to to make oh, it interesting. Oh yeah, you gotta make it. You gotta, gotta give it a good story. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make it interesting. But that that's my number three, and uh, I think that's a good solid number three. Yeah, that's a good solid for for, for me. I mean, that's, that's just for me. Now, number two, and I get I get shit for this all the time. In the original Romero trilogy, you had Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. you had Dawn of the Dead. Both good movies. Night of the Living Dead set the tone for what we think of a zombie. George Romero made the rules. Yep. And he called them ghouls. They he, weren't zombies. They yes, were ghouls. They, they were never called zombies in his movies. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, then he had, he had Dawn of the Dead, which... Had some more comedic elements to it, yeah, but still good. And then Day of the Dead, Day of the Dead is my number two. No, I like Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is my favorite. Day of the Dead was actually just on TV here that we were watching. Yeah, um, Day of the Dead is my favorite out of those three original movies. It is my favorite. I uh, and the reason is it's the atmosphere, right? Well, then I had Bubba. Oh, I yeah, I love Bub. Bub is my favorite, my favorite zombie. But the atmosphere of they're underground. It's very dark. It's very claustrophobic. They had a band of what do you call resistance fighters? Yeah, call them that. That you know they're trying to fight the zombies, and they had the military with them, and the military was one. One was trying to research zombies, and the other was trying to fight them. Well. I think the, 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 the army was actually trying to destroy them. The other guys, the, the civilians, were scientists. Them. They wanted to understand what's going on. So you had that conflict. You had the conflict of zombies are after us. And then how do we get along? And You had the conflict of the military yeah, the mili- trying to rule, run everything. Yeah, they were trying to run the people. And the people were like, fuck you, we're not military. Yeah. You know? So I feel a, a good zombie story has nothing to do with zombies. No. It has to do with people and how they react to the zombies. Well, that's how... And that's the one thing people bitched about on The Walking Dead. Right. Is they had... they You had to have a story to go along with the zombies themselves. Right. And if there wasn't any zombies in that episode, people would get online and bitch. It's not about zombies. Zombies are the backdrop. Yeah. You know? That's just why the people are together. It's Yeah, it's about the survivors. Yeah. And it's it's about people. It's a zombie story is is a dramatic story with zombies in it. Mm-hmm. That's all a good one to me. It could be a love story. There are some are love stories, you know, and there are love stories intertwined in there. There's there's relationships that get screwed up because they get bit by a zombie, or one person sacrifices herself for the one that they love, or and, and that that happens in this. Those always make me cry. Yeah, it's it's sad, but 
the the original Romero Day of the Dead. I just think it's good because it's where they're starting to figure out. Okay, we need to, to learn how they tick. We need to learn why they are the way they are, and so that you get to see all the great creations that that uh, Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero yeah. made, where the zombies laying on the table and the one has his head completely removed except for his brain, and they're shocking the brain to make and it's the still going, it's still moving. Um, then it has a zombie that sits up and all of his guts spill out. I mean, just great. Yeah, we just seen that scene. That yeah, a we, good one. and I love, I love that scene. And the the, the colors, the you know, the blood was super bright red, and you know, like I don't know if they used raw chicken for the intestines like they did in The Walking Dead, but like you see all that shit fall out uh-huh. and it just kind of hang in there. The 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 red blood, um, and this is where we geek out a little bit about special effects. That that red blood, uh, it's the same blood that you would see like in Kill Bill. Yeah. It's a Japanese uh, thing. Mm-hmm. All those Japanese horror movies, they have a super, super bright red blood. And so when somebody wants that red blood, you say, do you want, like, Japanese-style red blood? Do Japanese horror red blood? Yeah, where it sprays. Yeah, yeah, and it's just... But that's that's why they do that, because it's very striking against anything. Yeah. You know, it's you, you notice it. Where if you have an actual blood color, it's like... Eh, there's, it's almost black. There's blood. It's, it's black, or it's a kind of a muted red, you know, like a dark red. Yeah. And you want that bright, beautiful red color. It's just... Next time we do a movie, I need to figure out a way to get an air compressor. I want to spray blood everywhere, dude. Oh, we will. I just... Just just stupid amounts. We can't talk about it. We got one coming up. We get to do some like, stuff like cut that. cut a finger off and... And just... Yeah, I mean, just yeah. like... A gallon of blood comes out the finger. We've we've got something coming up very soon that we get to do something like that. I need an air compressor. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, it'll be fun. But so, I actually got to, to meet with some of the folks from uh, Day of the Dead, uh, several of them actually. The uh, the three main um, civilian scientists, uh, Lori Cardell, and uh, Anton DeLeo and Jarlith Conroy. I got to sit down and talk to them for a while. And they, I mean, their take on this is, they said, well, yeah, that's, that conflict that was in there, that was like a driving force behind what they were doing. Yeah. And they said that that conflict kind of carried over, not that they didn't get along with their castmates, but they kept that tension. Oh, no shit. So that they could portray it on screen. Yeah. They said they kind of, they, they stayed separate from them. They, they kept that tension going. And anytime that tension dropped... Romero or one of the other directors would introduce it again just to say don't you remember like you're doing great you suck do it again yes yes they would just keep that just that little bit of tension going that's and why that's why that one mil- the main million miller- military guy was such a fucking prick that guy was and when he got pulled apart and and told oh, him right. to, he did get ripped he got half. ripped in half yeah. And then they, he said, uh, choke on him. You know, when they drug his legs away. Yeah. I hope you choke on him. <laughs> great, great scene. But, and Bub. Bub was the first smart yeah. zombie in Romero's world. Um, it would go on as the evolution of Romero's zombies went on. Land of the Dead yeah. was just an extension of Bub. And so it was, I mean, Dawn of the Dead, too. Well, Dawn of the Dead had some. Yeah. Well, they had the... the, the uh, was it the boyfriend or whatever? He got he got bit, and he find he goes. Well, I don't remember if it was that one or if it was day, but like they had the the fake wall. 
Oh, and they put him on the helicopter lift? No, he went. The, he found they built a fake wall so the zombies couldn't find him. That was Dawn of the Dead. Yep, that's, yeah, that was Dawn of the Dead. And he walks through because he knew it was there. Yeah, yeah, that was Dawn of the Dead. Um, uh, Flyboy. Yeah, the pilot. Yep, yep. David Emge. I talked to him. Too. He was uh, he was a great guy. He looked like a nice guy. Yeah, he was a super nice guy. But no, Bub. Bub was that smart zombie where I forgot. Bill Pullman was in this. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, now we're watching. Uh, uh, Serpent the, the Rainbow. Lone Star. This is where he. This is where he started. Yep. And Spaceballs was just a hallucination. That's yeah because of this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but Independence Day. With <laughs> with Bub. Bub would recognize that the t- the telephone was used. You know he would yep. talk on the phone or attempt to. Or the headphones. The headphones. He would listen to music, and then they would give him a gun, and he would point the gun and pull the trigger. He knew what to do. And anytime he saw anyone in a military outfit, he would salute. So he still retained his memories. And that ended up saving their ass in the end because he's the one that shot the commander because he was being a dick. And then he saluted him and he walked off. Yeah, that's right. But actually, I talked to Bub too. (laughs) I met all these guys at a convention and they were just all amazing. Um, Bub... My favorite zombie in all, I think, in everything. He's my favorite. Just because of that, you know, that, uh, the, 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 he's very recognizable. Yep. He's very iconic. And he was the beginning of the smart zombie, in my opinion. I agree, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, 1985's uh, Day of the Dead. That's my number two of, of five. Now, this last one is going to be probably controversial but I don't give a shit because I got a good reason for it my number one retro zombie movie came out in 1990 it is the Tom Savini directed Night of Living Dead Night of Living Dead and this is the first zombie movie I, I had seen Night of Living Dead the original but I never really paid attention to it because I at the time did not like black and white. Yeah. I thought it was too slow, and I just didn't pay a lot of attention to it. I uh, this one, I rented it, I watched it, I fell in love with it, and then I went back and watched the original and loved it. And well, then, they're almost. I mean, you could almost put them side by side. Savini's has got a little bit extra stuff in it. Yes, but you can almost do them side by side, and it's almost scene for scene. Almost scene for scene. Savini's is more. There's more of a story, and they switch at the end to where Barbara becomes the heroine. Yeah. And not a victim. Yep. So that, I mean, that was important. They, they made her a good, strong female lead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. And that was, uh, Johnny in that was uh, Bill Mosley. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he played a great part, and he's almost unrecognizable. Because we're used to seeing him as either Chop Top mm-hmm. or Otis Driftwood. And he he plays a small role, but very important role. He does a lot of small roles where he, you wouldn't even recognize him. Yeah, and you don't when he's not in makeup, you don't you don't recognize him. So my you know, my main reason for loving this is it was the first. It's the one that that sparked the love of zombies for me. Even though there were so many zombie movies out before, I didn't care about. I didn't used to like horror this much. Yeah. So this movie almost kind of got me into horror movies as big as I am. But especially zombie movies. Now, the reason that they made this, this remake, is 
the original Night of the Living Dead, they changed the name of it because it was called Night of the Flesh Eaters Yep. at first. And it had another name as well uh, before that. I cannot remember what it was, but it had a different name. They said, that sucks. Night of the Flesh Eaters. And then when they got ready to put it out, they realized there was a vampire movie called Night of the Flesh Eaters. And like, oh, flesh eaters are more associated with vampires. So they said, just change it to Night of the Living Dead. They changed that first card, forgot to put the trademark logo logo on it, the copyright logo, and it went into public domain. So the people that made the original Night of the Living Dead never made any money off of it. That sucks. And that's why you see it on TV. It's it's playing on TV right now somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. It's always on TV. So they went in to reestablish and monetize Night of the Living Dead. They remade it. George Romero was the supervisor and producer of it. And Tom Savini directed it. And now we have, you know, this great story that is a, an updated version. They could do more because they had the technology and the, yep. the special effects had advanced so much. So they could have these great looking zombies. They weren't just black and white with a little bit of black under their eyes and chocolate syrup for blood like the yeah. original. They could actually make a good, gory zombie movie with actual dead-looking people with autopsy scars. They weren't gray. They weren't gray or blue. Uh, and they, they, they showed people getting bit, and they were actually getting chunks bitten out of them. Which is great. I always love steak. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. So, that's my number one. It's like biting into a raw steak. Yeah, exactly. But that's my number one. It, it re- kind of reinvented um, the zombie genre, I feel... Gave it new legs, but it turned me on to zombies and made me go back and watch all the great ones that I may have missed before. So I have to give that my top billing because just because it's it's what got me going. And plus, all star cast. Yeah. All I mean, you have Tony Todd, Tony and, and Tony Todd didn't expect to get that role. He, oh no! Shit. I just yeah. watched. He was in. He was in Wishmaster. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't expect to get it. Uh, it has uh, Tom Tolls was Harry Cooper. He was in all kinds of great horror movies. You know, uh, uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He's been in uh, the Rob Zombie movies. He just, you know, great character actor. Uh, Patricia Tallman played um, played Barbara, mm-hmm. and she was a good. She went from being a victim to being the the heroine, and the beautiful, you know, progression. Yeah, beautiful progression. But uh, then, you know, of course, Mosley, um, Russ Striner was in it. Russ Striner was one of the writers from the original. Oh, yeah. And I believe he played the original uh, Johnny. And okay. So he was in it as a sheriff. But, I mean, lots of cameos of different people. I think Romero even appeared in this as, a, like, a newscaster or something. I think he did. He, he was in this in some capacity. But lots of cameos, lots of just little little bit parts. Where if you're not paying attention, you don't notice. And then you're like, hey, holy shit. Because he kind of looked like, um, he had them big glasses. So he looked like, uh, what the hell's his name? He did the radio shows. Harry you know? Carey? Yeah. 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 People, the, the, the Chicago Cubs yeah. uh, announcer. But those those are my top five, uh, you know, for, for what it's worth. I mean, what, what, what did you, uh, what, what do you think about? My top five. I think your top five are pretty good. My top my top five are going to be a little bit different. Okay. Um, just because of 
how I was brought up on movies and right, and that's what makes this beautiful. Is your top five and my top five can be completely different? And they're not wrong. No, you know, although I may tell you they are, but they're not. <laughs> you know, and this is why we're the number one retro podcast ever, ever. Yeah, ever. Uh, th- and this may be the the, uh, the number one zombie podcast ever made. Um, just this particular episode, because the number one zombie podcast ever made was my old show, Undead Air. And that's not on. And it's not around anymore. anymore. But, uh, so, we, we've gone on for about 40 minutes with my top five. So, do you 40, have any... 40 minutes of hot air. Pretty much. 40, 40 minutes God, of me... God, that's a terrible list. Yeah, 40 minutes of me geeking out about my top five zombie movies. Uh, so, if you don't have anything more about these five movies, we'll... Take a little break, and we'll get onto your list. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. On this picturesque block, in this manicured home, something evil, something terrifying, something horrifying is haunting Lionel. His mother. I thought I told you to spray this house. The place is infested with vermin. Although she was a little strict. Look at this dust. It's an intrinsic. He never wished her any harm. You look after me. Until... (laughs) Your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever mom's got... Has caught on with the neighbors. You can pray. I kick ass for the Lord. You can plead. You can beg for mercy. But nothing you can do will stop. Because how do you kill something that's already dead? Trimark Pictures presents a modern masterpiece of horror. Your mother ain't my dog! Dead Alive. Party's over. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Prepare for horror, laughs, and thrills in this outrageous sequel to the home video hit Chud, Chud 2. Under Chud 2. Starring Brian Robbins from Head of the Class, Garrett Graham of Police Academy 6, Robert Vaughn, Bianca Jagger, Larry Linville of Match, and many other popular stars. A dead body is nothing to be afraid of. He's suave. He's heterosexual. <laughs> He's charming. He's different. Well, he eats people. I guess that could be interpreted as personality quirk. He's Bud the Chud, a half-dead decomposing humanoid, the result of a military experiment gone haywire. Colonel Masters, there was a reason that these creatures were kept underground. For instance, the little matter of the drug's cannibalistic side effects. Now he's loose on the town, spreading the horrifying Chud disease everywhere. 
what in the wide world of sports is going on in here? We're not just talking about some animated corpse. You got it? Everything it infects mutates. The army, the police, and the FBI can't seem to stop this ravenous plague. But a group of clever kids might just chill the chuds. Unreal. Chud 2. This chuds for you. From Wes Craven, director of A Nightmare on Elm Street. comes a story of the forbidden world between life and death. There's a door to the mystical. And you just walk through it. Somebody brought him back from the grave. And I want to know how they did it. Death is not the end. I'll take your soul. You think you can take these people's secrets and just walk away? In the shadows of the imagination lies the ultimate nightmare. Don't let them bury me. I'm not dead. The Serpent and the Rainbow. Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the creator of Evil Dead comes Evil Dead 2. Mike Fantastic. I'm Audacity Jones. We're the Russian Leg Sweep. Do you love pro wrestling? Do you? And you should listen to our podcast, The Russian Leg Sweep, on the Cloud Chowders Podcast Network. It's available wherever you find podcasts. In the dark of the night... Something strange is going on. Do you 
the dead have risen from the grave. Mister, there's a hundred of those things out there. How many did you say? A hundred. And now the question is, how do we get them back into the ground? Because technically, you're not alive. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Ah! How do you kill something that's already dead? Well, how do I know, Fred? I don't know. Let me think. It's not a bad question, Bert. In that movie, they destroyed the brain to kill him. Is that what they did? The brains, right. Yeah. Brains. on the phenomenon, specifically on that trance-like state. Every shelter is becoming a trap. Are you sure we're gonna be all right? Cooper, you gotta help me out! And every road out... Don't stop no matter what happens. ...is just another dead end. They're coming right for us! Romero's Night of the Living Dead. All right, we're back. We are? We are. Oh, shit. It's your turn. Oh, okay, all right. So, your top five zombie movies retro from the 80s and 90s. Let's see, my number... My number five. Okay. Oh... it would probably help if I put these in order. Well, yeah, just go. If you, you know, don't I'm want just to go, gonna go, I'm just going to go from what I got here. Just random order? Yeah, just random in no particular order. Okay. People are going to bitch, and people are going to swear up and down that this is not a zombie movie. Okay. No matter how you look at it, they come back to life. Right. Evil Dead. I say, yeah, yeah. It's a. It has zombie elements to it. Zombie elements. I mean, granted, they are possessed by demons, 
but they still... They're deadites. They're deadites, which... And if you look at them the way they're in the movies, they're zombies. Yeah. To I, a point. Yeah, yeah, I get that. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great movie. Yeah. The first one, and I've also... I've got... I mean, I'll just throw this in here, too. i got the second one in here, too. Okay. Because they're almost the same movie... Just a different budget. Just a, yeah, just a better budget for the second one. Right. Um, the first one, I think the the practical effects were amazing. I think so for especially what for they what had. they had. Yeah. Um, the way his what was it his sister mm-hmm. when she was under the, when she was under the floor. Yes. And she's got that grin on her face and her eyes are all whited out and she just starts giggling. Creep the fuck out of me when I was a kid. And now you're talking about the Bruce Campbell. Yes. Original Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Okay. The original Evil Dead. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, watch it. Uh, anybody that's into horror movies has probably seen this. And if you haven't, you really should. It's got Bruce Campbell in, and everything he does somehow turns into gold. Oh yeah, he's he's a great. It's the chin. It, it, well, yeah, he's got the power of the chin. He's just a great actor. Yeah. And he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. No, he, he, I don't even think he has a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, I doubt it. They don't They don't like horror movies. No, they should, and they should give him one. I mean, we can give him one, you know, not made of gold or anything like that. but <laughs> Maybe a tinfoil. Tin, we give him a tinfoil <laughs> star in yeah. the Omaha boardwalk somewhere. Out in front of your house. Out here. in front of my house, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but basically the synopsis of the movie is these college students, they want to go camping for a weekend. If I remember right, they rent this cabin, mm-hmm. and they go there and they find the Book of the Dead. Yes. In the basement. Yep. And it was wrapped in barbed wire, or if I remember right. Or chained or something. Chained, one of yeah. them. And somehow they translate it. They had that recorder. Oh, fuck, that's right. They had that recorder. Yeah. They pushed play the recorder. That wakes up to deadites. Yep. Just by, just by saying the words. And what was it, uh... Was it his sister? Wasn't it? his sister was the first one to get possessed? Yep. And from there, was it the first one or the second one where his girlfriend ends up getting raped by the tree? Yep. I think that was the second one. Which is a just a. I think it's an amazing scene. Very disturbing. Yes, it's a very disturbing scene. Um, his the way his best friend looked. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, uh, Jake. Jake. The way he looked, he almost looked demon-like. Yes. With his, he had that snarly nose and his the fangs and shit. I thought he looked great. Um, and then even in the second one where it was more comical, because the original one, they wanted, they were trying to make a serious movie, and... They didn't do it quite right, but everybody thought it was fucking hilarious. Yep. The way it happened. So in the second, the sequel, Sam Raimi made it a comedy. Mm-hmm. And, fuck, you know, it's one of those movies where I haven't seen in fucking forever. Like I said, I should have been watching zombie movies this weekend. <laughs> not Wishmaster. Not Wishmaster, but I got stuck. Well, the thing is, uh, with, you know, it's one of those movies, I haven't seen it in years, but it's one that sticks with you. Yeah. You remember... Because of how classic it is, um, and there—I mean, there are tons of stories behind the scenes of this movie. And I even like the remake that they did a few years back. I never saw that. It was good. I mean, it was a good twist. Yeah, I, I just—I just didn't take the time to watch it. And I, a lot of people told me I should, but I think you should. Yeah, 
Maybe yeah, I mean, will. you won't be disappointed, but if you go in thinking that, okay, who's Ash? Right. You know, what, how, this isn't right, this isn't right, you're not going to like it. Right. You, you can't compare it to the original. No. You go in and you want to watch a good, gory horror movie, fuck yeah, go watch that. Okay. You'll you'll dig it. Right. It's, dude, it, it's got some stomach-turning parts in it. Okay. And it's just fucking, it's a sick movie. The, the thing with the original, and if we're saying like the original two, yeah, um, they they didn't have the budget to do a lot of the special effects. No, they did a lot of stop motion shit. So they did a lot of stop motion, and they also did a lot of inventing their own style, style and their own camera. Like they had one, uh, the the shaky cam, I think they call it, where he where it spins around and, yeah. and he's flying through the the woods. They just built a rig out of like two by fours, and and uh, Bruce Campbell held it, and they spun the camera. Yeah. Um, when they want to do some of the sliding shots, everything in that movie is very jerky and very oh yeah unsettling. They made another little rig and they greased it with Vaseline so they could slide the camera back and forth quickly. Oh, nice. And that's how well, they in, got those in, effects. In the original, he actually gets possessed by one of the deadites. Mm-hmm. And then the sun comes up and he comes back to his original self. Yes, when he's laying face down the puddle. Yeah. Yeah. And not a lot of people, I think, remember that. No. No, because he, he gets possessed a couple different times. Yeah. His hand gets possessed. That's one of my favorite parts. In that the movie. fight with his hand. His, his fucking hand is just smashing plates on his head. And it grabs him by the hair and flips oh, him. Oh, God, dude. That is so hilarious. And he fucking... Doesn't he put it in a blender trying to chop it up? Yes. He cuts it off first. Yeah. And... He uses a turkey fu- fucking... Turkey carver. Yeah. And it, well, he uses... Well, the chainsaw he uses on his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, chainsaw. He cut her in half. Yeah. But there's one scene where... It's in, it, we we laughed our asses off about this as like teenagers, and this was like a, one of the quotes that we would always say. All this action's going on, and it's like his hands beating the shit out of him, or or the the girlfriend's head has bitten him. Yeah, it was something like that. And she's he's got her. He, she's holding. She's she bit his hand. And he's <laughs> fucking spinning around in circles. I think that's the scene where she's she's bit onto his hand, and he can't get her off of his hand. And then, so there's all this chaos going on, and all of a sudden he just stops, and this voice, it's his voice, but I don't remember his mouth moving. He just goes, work shed. He does, yes. And so we used to... We he used puts to, her head in a vice. And he puts her head in a vice, yeah. and he cuts her with a chainsaw. Well, I thought he squeezed her head, and her eyeball popped out, too. That may have happened. I don't... See, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I remember that scene where he just goes, work shed. And the voice just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, so, they, like they added it after the Yes, and, and we always used to say that. We, we'd always just, we'd be doing something, and all of a sudden we'd just stop and we'd go, work shed. <laughs> there are so many great scenes and great quotes from that, that series of films. Well, in the second one, you know, when he's got the chainsaw on his hand, mm-hmm. he, he uh, was it, as it, uh, um, oh, when they're looking at the book. Yeah. He's like, I think I just aged 300 years. Yep. Because he's looking at himself in the book. And then, towards the end, they fucking, they used a spell in the book to get rid of the Deadites, mm-hmm. send them back to wherever they came from. Well, sends them back to the Middle Ages. Yeah. And the fucking card flies with him, because the car goes everywhere in a Sam Raimi movie. Well, that's, and that was Sam Raimi's car. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in Spider-Man and every other fucking movie. Uh-huh. Uh, they go through, or he goes through, and then he fucking wakes, you know, he hits the ground, he wakes up, and I think he kills another one of them. 
There's like ones that's flying. Yep. And, and he's like looks around and he's covered. He's just surrounded by knights. And he's like, oh god, no. And then it starts. Yeah. And then it's over. And then yeah. the army of darkness. Army of darkness takes place. Which is another fucking... I didn't have it on my list, but it's another one of my fucking favorite movies that he's but done. That, that honorable mention for Army of Darkness. Yeah. So, I got a chance to talk to these guys. Yo, she-bitch. Let's dance. Baby, you got real ugly. Now, uh, Sam Raimi's brother, uh, Ted. Yeah. He played Henrietta in the movie. Okay. So he was in that big latex suit, mm-hmm. and he was spinning around. And they, if you if you watch the movie, when they're in the uh, cellar, there are these little jars of liquid, all on the oh, shelves. Oh yeah. Okay, what that liquid actually is, after uh, Ted Raimi had been in this fat suit and uh. sweating and all that, at the end of each day's shooting, they would take his foot appliances off because he had clawed feet. Yeah. They would take that foot appliance off and they would pour it into a jar and they'd put it on the shelf. That's so gross. And so that's what all those jars are. Is, is this yellow sweat. T- Ted Raimi's sweat. Gross. Um, it's even worse. Now when he's spinning around you in that they, scene. You think they could sell those on eBay? I'm sure they could if they still <laughs> had them. But when he's spinning around in that scene, if you... You have to watch carefully, almost in slow motion. Is he just spinning around like in a circle? Yeah, he's like up in the air and he's spinning around. If you watch that, you can see the seam of that suit opens up and you can see his white underwear. Oh, no shit. Yeah, you can see it through the crack and you see his white, because that's all he could stand wearing is white underwear. Sweat his ass off. So, literally. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell used to babysit Ted Raimi as a child. And so they tortured him. Oh, God. As a kid. And it never stopped. If you watch any films that those guys are in, Ted Raimi is always just getting... Getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, getting the shit kicked out of him, or they're doing something fucked up, or he's in this fat suit that he's sweating his ass off. Oh, my God. They they did it, and they just continually ribbed him. And he was in... I mean, he's in a ton of of movies with Bruce Campbell. Uh, I think he's in Spider-Man. He he was in Xena with him. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a, a pretty big role in Xena. Was he in Briscoe County, Jr.? I'm sure he was. I, I don't know. Show. I haven't seen it in fucking forever. I need to watch it again. The, it, another testament of how wide of a, a acting range Bruce Campbell has. Because Briscoe County, Jr. has nothing to do, really, with horror. Horror, no. It's a it's, western. It's awesome. It's a comedy western. But it's amazing. Yeah. Just and then he play, uh, wasn't he Loki or some shit in Xena? Or that was Hercules. I guess it's all the same fucking thing. The, the, were they in Hercules? They might have been in Hercules instead of Xena. Those two shows kind they of blend together. Yeah, yeah they, they blended together. But, yeah, yeah, they, they just tortured the shit out of Ted Raimi. Oh, my God. And, yeah, he's... Uh, I think I remember you telling me this before. He's funnier than hell. Yeah, but... Oh, he'd be fun one to meet. Those are Yeah, those are great, uh, great choices. So those are, like, one and two in your list? One and two, yep. Okay. And then I've got... We'll just continue with this. Dawn of the Dead. Okay. You did Return. I did uh, Day. Day. Yeah. I'm doing Dawn. Okay. Dawn of the Dead takes place in the mall. Yeah. If, I mean, it's it's one of, it's, I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have Bubba in it or nothing like that, but we did talk about it in your your, your segment there. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it, I think it's got bikers. Yep. They get attacked by zombies. Yep. 
Um, they have a pie fight. They do have a pie fight. Uh, son of a bitch. Yes, yes, I fucking suck, dude. <laughs> I am unprepared this week. Let me look here. Let's see. As hordes of zombies swarm over the U.S., the terrified populace tries everything in their power to escape and attack the undead. But neither cities nor countryside prove safe. In Pennsylvania, radio station employee Ste- Stephen and his girlfriend, Francine, escaped in the station's helicopter, accompanied by two renegade SWAT members, Roger and Pete. The group retreat to a haven of an enclosed shopping mall to make what could be humanity's last stand. And that very iconic uh, Moroville Monroeville uh, Mall. Yeah. I guess is still open. Was that the same one they used in Blues Brothers? It might have been. No, Blues Brothers was Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is Pennsylvania. Um, but that yeah, that's like a, uh, a destination. People go there and they have like a little monument to George Romero. And oh, no all, shit. And all that, yeah. The, I think the, the thing about uh, Dawn of the Dead, yes, there's some campiness and, and some of the makeup leaves. You know, we were talking about this earlier. They have the blue and gray zombies. Yeah. Which, it's well, a, that, and that's what they, most of them look like back then too. Yeah, it's an iconic look for that that era of of zombies. Uh, this is the the time that Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero got together and started working together. Yeah, and uh, Nicotero met George Romero in Paris at a restaurant. He was there. He was a, a young man, and he Nicotero's French. No, no, they were just, both of them just happened oh. to be in Paris at the same time. And he saw Romero eating at a diner. Yeah. And he went over and introduced himself, and he said, I'd love to work with you. And he goes, yeah, I'm getting ready to start a movie, uh, if you want to come check it out. Holy shit. And that's how his partnership with Savini happened, because Savini was supposed to work on the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. But I believe he was uh, in Vietnam at the time, because oh, that's right. Tom Savini was a wartime photographer. And so he didn't. He didn't get the opportunity to work on the original. Yeah. But this, he got to work on it. He got to actually portray a biker in the gang. Yep. But some of his kills that he came up with in that are epic. Oh yeah. The machete. That machete scene was amazing, where they he, they cut the guy. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and that that machete. This this is where you started getting zombies that were. Iconic, and they took on their own persona, fan base. Oh yeah, you know because the machete zombie does conventions. Oh no shit! Yeah, the helicopter zombie that gets his head chopped off. Yep. With, he they do conventions, um, at, just as that zombie. That's like really the only thing they've ever done. Yeah, but people flock to see them. Oh wow, it's, it's awesome. And Flyboy, I mean, you got it. Flyboy was a great character. The the pilot. Yeah. And then at the end, the the uh, elevator doors open and he comes walking out as a zombie. Yep, D- iconic scene. I yeah, that's just that's a solid. You know, you got three solid entries there. Number four. Where am I at here? Oh, I gotta find my list again. So I did that, that, that. Return of the Living Dead. Okay, so I did part three. This is the first one. Okay. Takes place in a, what would you call it, a pharmacy 
Yeah, it was like a pharmaceutical Pharma- supply company. Supply company, yeah. Yeah. And they ha- ended up getting a tank accidentally mm-hmm. that was supposed to go to the military. Yeah. Well, they start fucking with it. He cleans the glass off first. Yeah, it's and then like they a, bump it. A barrel. Yeah. Yeah. And they can see they can see the face in there. And then they, they bump it and all the steam comes out and that's when the movie starts. Yep. And that is the beginning of one of the most famous zombies, Tarman. Love Tarman. I like the way he looked, I like the way he walked. Yep. And he was always brains. More brains. Yep, and like we said, that's the only instance where zombies eat brains. Yeah. Is in this series of movies. And it returns. Um, they ended up... Cause for years, I thought it was Michael Rappaport who played that guy. Okay. And I was like, man. Not uh, not our... Oh, yeah. Michael St. Michael, no. Yeah. This Michael Rappaport's a dick. Yeah. He's, he's a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, a, he's an actually... He's an asshole in real life. Yeah, um, I thought it was him, but in the movie, you know, in the because they look real fucking similar. Well, okay, you know Michael Rappaport. I, uh, you know, he's the one. Do you remember that? Uh, we're gonna get sidetracked here for a moment. This is the first time today we've done that. I know, isn't it amazing? I, uh, do you remember the video a couple years ago with that cat? That weird looking. He's like, Ma, look at this weird fucking cat. It looks like Grandma. Yeah. That's Michael Rappaport. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he did the voiceover. Oh, wow. He found the video and he did all the voiceover work for it. Oh, fuck, that's funny. Yeah. Because everything I've seen him do, he's just bitching about something. Oh, yeah, that's his shtick. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he did that, you know, Ma, this fucking cat's back again. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, the, God. That, that video okay, is I'm gonna hilarious. I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to have to listen to that yeah, again. That's him, yeah. Because now I look at a different light with him because I just thought he was a complete fucking prick before. He's not up there with Tom Cruise or fucking... Jake. Jake Busey, no, no. He was in a different area. Just like, this guy's a prick, and I don't want to listen to his rants. He's actually kind of funny if, if you find the right stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, these these two guys, they, they inhale all this fucking vapors. Yeah. And they're not dead, which is really weird because they, they it's almost like they're dying as they're still going. And they go next door to the morgue. Yep. Where the... German guy works there. They never really say he was a Nazi, mm-hmm. but it's I think it's implied. Yeah, there's secrets in there, you know, like little hints, but he, they never really talk about it. But he, you know, he helps them out. He's like, "Well, what's going on?" And he starts looking at him, and you know, he's like, well, "Let me see your back." And they got these like, fucking bruises, and he's like, "Your blood is settling." And he's like, "Your fucking your temperature. You're like 75 degrees." Yep. You know, you're dead, you know. He's like, I can't be dead. What the fuck are you talking about? Yep. And, you know, as they're still going, you know, they're still they're, they're still themselves. And then the younger guy, I can't remember his name, um, but he was part of the little punk gang. I love, okay, the punk gang is one of my favorite parts yes. of this. Yes. Uh, you know, they're still going, and then he ends up, I think he ends up dying. He yeah. officially dies. Yeah. And he comes back as a zombie. But his girlfriend... You know, he starts chasing her, and I can't remember if it was his girlfriend or it was the, the German guy. They throw acid on his face because mm-hmm. they have a vial of acid sitting there. Well, of course. And it burns him so he can't see. Yeah. And so he's chasing her, and then the other guy, the older guy, his boss, he's still got a little bit of his humanity left. He's not completely dead. It's Clue Gallagher. Clue Gallagher. Yeah. This is his real name. Yeah. He takes off his wedding ring, sets it down, and puts himself into the... Uh, Cremation, yeah, cre- crematorium, crematorium, and burns himself. Yeah. Well, they think you know. You think that would be the end of the movie? No, it's just getting started. 
and then all that smoke comes up and it goes up in the air and it starts raining and all the rain from the and with, that's got the smoke in it from his infected body happens to land into the graveyard next door where the punks are partying yes and they all start coming out and they all fucking they got the comedy style fucking zombies where he comes out and he's got the big eyes and, yep you know and these zombies are smart now this is one of the first movies that zombies actually emerge from the grave yeah which I if you think about it can't really happen they're usually encased in concrete in a, in a vault in, yeah. in a grave you know who, you know why they do that you know why they put in bed dead people in concrete no Adam West Adam West Adam West he was mayor of Quahog. Oh, pause. Okay, Adam West. Okay. He was mayor of Quahog, right? Right. Scared of zombies. Okay. So he would, after a body would get buried, he would have a concrete truck standing by, and they would dump concrete on top of the grave so the zombie couldn't come out. Well, I think that that was way after this. I don't know, man. Adam West is pretty old. Well, he, yeah, yeah, he was. And he's Batman, so you, you can't you can't argue with him. Yeah, you can't argue with Batman. Makes sense. Makes yeah, it checks out. Yeah, it does. But yeah, <laughs> so well, the the reason that they made this series of movies, interesting story, I think. After Night of the Living Dead, George Romero and John Russo wrote that together. Yeah, they were partners. They were partners. They had a falling out. Mm-hmm. So when they split, I. Russo got the Living Dead part of the title. So any movie that he wanted to do, he could do as something, something, Living Living Dead. Dead. Anything that Romero did had to be of the dead. So he got, you know, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, uh, Survival of the Dead. Anything of the dead. Of the dead. That was Romero's. Shaun of the Dead. No, that was not Romero. That was a tribute to Romero. Yes. Great movie, though. Juan of the Dead. One of the Dead is, is different yeah, as well, yeah. and Romero really had nothing to do with that either. <laughs> but So that's why you had two distinct deals. Well, Russo wrote Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. It's a book. The book went to be made into a movie. They wanted to make a couple changes. They completely fucked up the book, completely took pieces out of it, put all that humor into it. Oh, shit. And then pushed Russo to the side. Oh, so, so he just got booted. He got completely. booted out of it. Holy shit. Yeah, eventually, uh, Russo and Romero did come back together. Yeah. But that's why you had those two, because the Romero movies and the, the uh, Return of the Living Dead movies were like neck and neck throughout the oh, 80s. Yeah. And I can tell you that the first three Return movies are good. Yeah. After the, the, the last two... Are horrible. Probably had nothing to do with him either. No, no, no. Yeah, Russo was out at the beginning. Yeah. So they just kept making them, and the only, like I said, the only uh, kind of like Wishmaster catalyst. Yeah, the more they made, the worse they got. The catalyst of why they got kept getting um, sequels, like I said, was they wanted that brains element. They said as long as you have that in there, we'll keep making these. Yeah. But God, they got so bad. Uh huh. Best line of the whole movie. Well, there's two great lines in, in that movie. The first one is when uh, uh, Quigley, Lene Quigley. Yeah. When she starts taking her clothes off and they're like, get some light over here. Trash is getting naked again. Yeah. 
and she's dancing on the gravestone. Yeah. And then she goes into that creepy uh, monologue about how she fantasizes about old men biting her. And then she gets fucking... And then she gets bitten. Yeah. (laughs) She gets, like, dragged into the mud. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you see... The only... The next thing you see her, she's walking down the street naked. Yep. And... I don't know if she bites somebody on the payphone, if I remember right. I think so. Yeah, but she's got that like that elongated jaw. Mm-hmm. I'm like that is that's like they don't look anything like that, but that's like the coolest part. Yeah. And then when uh, fuck's his name, the punk guy, the guy that had the, had the side mohawk. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name. Um, he's like, you think this, <laughs> he was like, you think this is a fascist statement? No, this is a way of life. Yeah. And then fucking. They're down and when he dies. I think that's the best when he dies. He's like fucking pulls a curtain back, and there's there's a fucking tar man sitting there. He's like brains. Yep. And he grabs his head and just fucking bites the top of his head off. Yep. Oh, then that's some great scenes. Yeah, that's the last time you've seen him. Yeah. The other the other quotable thing is, where, and I can't remember. I think it happened in both one and two, is when they get on the the CB and they're like send more cops. Yeah. And I think the second one they say send more paramedics. I think no. This one they say send more paramedics, and then the second one they say send more cops. Yeah. They they say it in both, but they're just a little bit different. But yeah, yeah where they like send more cops, and which like, is crazy because that just you give that that smart zombie still. Yeah, and they are smart zombies in this. Oh, I mean, they almost every one of them are. Well, because the, when they find that uh, they get that redheaded zombie, the lady that's yeah. all decomposed, and she's telling them why they eat brains is because they don't feel the pain of decomposing if they eat brains. Yeah. Yeah, they're in pain. They're yeah, in constant pain. And maybe that's why zombies are so angry. Could be. Hmm. I mean, I'd be in, I'd be angry too if I was in constant pain and decomposing. Yeah. So what was that? Was that number three? That was number. Th- that was number four. Number four. Okay. My number five. All right. Is fuck go. Chud two. Chud. I love Chud. Chud. Chud yeah. First one. weren't really zombies. They're more monster esque. Yeah. They could be zombies. I mean, they're this one here. It was more comedic. Yeah. Um, Bud was the main Chud. Mm-hmm. Bud, Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud. Uh, he was just biting people to get more followers. Yes. It wasn't. It wasn't really anything else past that because he was going after the girl he was in love with. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get her, and it was. Uh, what was the scene? There, there was a line. It was like, eat them up, eat them up, yum, yum. Yes. And, but yeah, this movie, I don't have a lot to say about it, but it's a great movie. The Chud movies are fun, and they're they, pure eighty. I mean, they're pure and, 80s. And, and, you know, I don't know what it is about the 80s, but they had, they had all, like, the worst, like, every, like, any kind of chemical you could think of was available. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like plutonium, you know, or fucking, yeah, like, you, they had, they had um, nitric oxide. Yeah, in the high school, you know, just had gallons of it. They could so they could freeze them in the pool. Yep, and that's how they all ended up dying. What was it? Then the uh, the general got bit, mm-hmm. or he was a cop or some shit, and he's hiding in the back of the truck at the end. But they left it open for a third. They never made it. They never made it. Yeah, no, which would have been great because the Chud movies. Like I said, I'm not giving it. I'm not giving it credit, but they're they're very funny. They are funny. I mean, and that's a lot of the '80s horror was funny. Yeah, I mean, even the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. The I learned the first one. The first one was more serious. But he was like, still kind of a smart ass in yeah, the first one. Yeah, but then everything else, he was just fucking 
being a clown and just messing with these kids. Yeah, and and that's when he started dragging in more pop culture references. Mm-hmm. That's where he, you know, like he used the power glove. He, he did use the power glove. We he, talked about that in the last episode. We did. Uh, he, you know, had the the syringes on his else. fingers and oh, for the heroin for addict the heroin chain, addict, yeah. and you know, so he used more of that kind of humor because he would have a smart ass comment before yeah. he killed everybody. See, I, and when I was little, you know, you watched zombie movies a lot more than I have. But when I was little, I watched the slashers. I was big on Freddy and Jason. Oh yeah, so was I. And those—that's what I like. You know, I like. I will drag myself back to that and yeah. start watching those. Like I was like when I last night, I, like I said, I should have been watching zombie movies. I was watching Wishmaster, and then I was like, well. Uh, should I watch Nightbreed? Oh, I don't watch Nightbreed. Oh, I always watch Nightbreed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to finish watching these Wishmaster movies. I ain't seen the third and fourth one. Don't watch them. Should have watched Nightbreed. Should have watched Nightbreed. Wish they would make a sequel of that, because that's a great one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that Pinhead was in it. In Nightbreed? Yeah. He was the old man. Okay. With the, the long beard, the scars on his face? Yeah. That was Pinhead. I'll be damned. Because I was like, who the fuck's in this? And then, you know, whatever the fuck his real name is. Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Is, Doug Bradley. Who the fuck is Doug Bradley? And so I looked it up. I was like, oh, no shit. Like, that's fucking cool. I, I would have never thought in a million years I was him. Yeah. I mean, just I'm prosthetics up the, up, the, up the wazoo. He had prosthetics up his wazoo? He did. Wow. <laughs> and on his face. Wow. All over. So, that, I, I think that was a solid top five. Yeah, you know, I think I think that we had a solid top ten. Top ten. Yeah, I think they're very very good uh, top ten. There. Man, my, my, I remember watching Chud with my brother when I was little. Chud was, I mean, it, it was a scary movie for a little kid. Yeah. Because you you looked at manhole covers and shit a lot different after that. I look at manhole covers a lot differently now just because of it. Well, you look at manhole covers because you work in them. Not anymore. Oh well, you used to. Yeah, I did. But like, what's down there? A Chud. A Chud. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. I was trying to think of what the hell it stood for, and I couldn't remember. But I mean, we could. And I think there were. I think there were a military experiment. I and I think yeah. I That's think what Chud was. He was part of the military. Military but, experiment, and I think that. Uh, I think that they got like some kind of chemical introduced into the sewer systems. Yeah. And the the homeless that were living there turned into Chuds. Yeah. I think that's what happened. That sounds. We'll go with that. Yeah. That that's what it was. If you haven't seen it, just that's what it was. But yeah, didn't, Bud, he wouldn't even eat anybody. He would just bite them. And then you'd hear, you'd hear that, like you're biting on an apple. Yeah. That's the sound it was. Yeah. Every time he would bite somebody. And then they would become a chud. Yeah. And we could do some honorable mentions. Because I had at least one or two that I can think of that did not make my list. But you could even argue if this one, and this is one of my favorite movies, period. You could even argue if this was a zombie movie, but I think it is. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh, absolutely. So the I mean, that's go. That's, that's kind of the same case as Evil Dead. Yeah. Because I mean, they're possessed by an evil spirit. Well, and and they're buried in possessed ground. Yeah. The ground that has gone sour. But anything that dies. I don't like sour ground. No, no I don't. Tastes either. funny. Yeah. But you know, anything that dies, if it's buried in that ground, comes back. Yeah. And so you had animals coming back. Uh, you know the. the uh, dog at the at the when they do the flashback, the dog comes back. Yep. Um, that's Judd's Judd's dog. They have the boy that came back from uh, the war. They buried him there. He came back. Oh yeah. And he said they ended up setting the house on fire. And then of course, Church the cat. Church the cat. Gage. The kid. The boy. After he got run over by. Okay. I gotta tell you this because people think I'm sick when I watch this movie when they watch it with me. But 
there's an iconic scene where they're flying the kite and the kite gets away from them and the little boy is running towards the highway. Yeah. And the semi is barreling down the road listening to uh, the Ramones. Yeah. Sheena's a punk rocker and he's singing along. And so you got that you know, great music. You got this tension building. And then he, you know, the, the, the parents and, and, uh, and Judd are, are running after the baby. And the baby gets hit by the semi. And that little shoe. When they bounce in the street. Just, the, yeah, the shoe just tumbles across. I can't help it. I die laughing oh, every shit. time, and I don't know why. Well, in the in the remake of Pet Cemetery, it was a daughter. Yeah, it, they completely flipped it. Yeah, and they gave that away in the trailer. Yeah, which sucked. But no, that scene where that shoe is bouncing, I just lose it. I laugh my ass off, and people are like, they they'll, they'll be watching with me, and they'll look at me what like, the "Fuck is wrong with you, you fucking monster?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" I'm sorry. I I don't know why. I don't know if that's my way of coping with a baby was just killed. Yeah. But, I I mean, I don't think I would do that if I saw it in real life. No. But it's in a movie. And it's fucking funny. I'm sorry. Just the depiction of, he got hit. No, look at that little shoe. Like Joaquin Phoenix, like Joker. He's trying to cry. He laughs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but that's my reaction. And people think I'm a sick fucker because, well, people think I'm a sick fucker for other reasons too. But just for that reason alone, (laughs) people are like, oh my God. And I've had people refuse to watch that movie with me because of that. Yeah. Because it happens every time. See, and I watched this, when I watched the remake and the daughter gets killed, I was like, oh man. Because I got me on Charlotte. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that hit home. The remake was good though. and, And they had. Now in Pet Cemetery, they were smart, but they were smart and very twisted. Very twisted. You know, they were intelligent to do what they wanted to do, but they weren't smart as in. I mean, they could recognize. You oh, know who's in Pet Cemetery? Huh? Herman Munster. Yeah, that was Judd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which Fred Gwynn, amazing, amazing. Just you could see just watching his uh, his like his facial expressions. You can see Herman Munster in that movie. I liked it when he was asking what was a Ute. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong movie, I think. It might have been this, you know, what if it was the same town? It was in a small town. It's, it's possible. He could have been retired by then. He wasn't the judge anymore. My, He got done with my cousin Vinny. My favorite, absolute favorite uh, line in that movie is when they're sitting there and they've, I think they've already buried Church in the Pet Cemetery and I, I think the baby had, had passed away as well. But... When he's sitting there, they're they're like eating dinner, they're drinking a beer together, and uh, uh, Lewis asks Judd, "Has anybody ever tried to bury a, a person in there?" And he slams his beer down. And he goes, "Christ on his throne, no!" <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that quote. Christ on a throne, no. Christ on his throne, no. <laughs> but I think you know that that could be a good honorable mention. Yeah. Um. There's just so many. I mean, there's a ton. All the all the Return of the Living Dead's, uh, the 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 last two are, the last two are uh, Rave to the Grave and Necropolis. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. They just they don't even resemble the first. Necropolis isn't that the last one? That like the re- it just came out recently. It 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 came out like in the late two thousands. Okay. But uh, it was just bad. It What's was the one with John Leguizamo in it. That's Land of the Dead. Okay, yeah. That's Land okay, of the Land of the Dead is I love. Land we of we the didn't Dead. talk about that one. Well, no, because it came out later. Yeah, it, it came out like two thousand. Yeah, in the in two thousands, I believe. Um, Land of the Dead, I love. Oh, that was good. It, uh, they those zombies have resumed their daily living, mm-hmm. 
and weren't really going after people. No, they so they, much they unless they were provoked. Well, if if their turf was invaded, mm-hmm. but when they were by themselves, by themselves, they were like pumping gas and playing. And the, they have the, like that the zombies in the band. They were like playing the trombone, yeah. not doing very well. <laughs> it just it, it cracks there's me a, up. There's another one. What the hell is it called? Um, it's almost like there's zombies at the beginning, and then it's got uh, what's her name from Underworld in it. Kate Beckinsale's in it. Okay. And so there's zombies at the beginning. It takes place in England. And they go to, like, this remote part of England where it's all barricaded off, where, like, they had, like, a fallout or whatever. I don't know if I'm... What the fuck's it called? Is it like the... It's not like the, the 28 Days Later thing, is it? No, it's... No, um... This came out maybe 10 years ago. I do not know. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Hold on a second. Um, let me see here. Kate. Back at sale. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Kate Back As well, the whistling I'm going to do because I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> Fuck, maybe it wasn't her. Okay. But anyway, it's uh, I can't fucking remember the name of it. But it's like they, she goes to this other part of England, and she's looking for this guy who had created this virus. Okay. Because they wanted to get the antidote. Well, you go to this other party, and it's like a Mad Max scene. Everybody's fucking cannibals. Oh, wow. And uh, she gets kidnapped, and her 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 SWAT team, I guess you want to call it, her okay. people, the guys she had with her, they all get eaten. And I don't think I've seen this. Fuck, I can't remember what to call it. It's a good movie. It's very entertaining. Huh. Um, but it's got, what's his name from... Um, the Halloween movies. Rob Zombies. Um, Tyler Mayne? No. The Doctor. Oh, uh, I, I... I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name at the moment. He was in Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Malcolm, Mc, Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. He's, he's the guy they're looking for. Well, he lives in a fucking castle, and they've got everything back to, like, medieval times. So, like, there's knights, and everybody's living like it's the fucking Middle Ages. Really? And this is just on another part of this section of Eng- or of, of England or Great Britain mm-hmm. because he wanted to stay away from everybody and didn't want to have anything to do with today's society. Okay. Well, then his son was part of this group of Mad Max people. Right. Because he's like, I don't want to fucking follow you. I'm going to go do my own thing and became a bunch of cannibals. And he's got this whole city of ga- this big gang it's like a pretty much a city of people. Hmm. Um, and over in the regular part of the world, everybody's getting infected. Well, the president ends up getting infected, and he shoots himself. And then this guy, this corporate guy, he's a fucking dickhead. He takes over, and he's just going to bomb everything. And 
she's trying to get back to stop this and say, here's your fucking, your antidote. It's in this girl. She's already got immunities to it. So she's never been infected. You need to take care of her. You need to fucking pull her blood and start making this fucking antidote. Right. You, you know, and I think she ends up shooting the fucking per- the guy who took charge and because he wanted to just blow everything up. Right. But, yeah, it's a fucking... It's a good movie. I don't think I've ever seen this. But it, it's it's a zombie movie, but it's not a zombie movie. It almost sounds like a, almost like a Resident Evil type of kind of Yeah. But um, I think, like, the president... Like, one of the, one of the zombies gets upstairs... Or the, I don't know, you call President Bastard or fucking yeah. whoever the fuck it is over there. Um, like, the guy squeezes pus and puts it on his face and shit. Oh, God. Gross. Yeah, the, oh, another fucking opera mention. Fucking, um... The Grindhouse movies. Not Death Proof, but... Uh, oh, uh, Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Yeah. They were kind of like zombies. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, infected by uh, chemicals. Yeah, another great cast. Yeah, I mean, oh, they had yeah. a fucking all-star cast. And they had Rose McGowan with a machine gun for a leg. Yes. And that was amazing. Yes, it was. That was a fucking great... Yeah. So, I mean... And El Ray. <laughs> El Ray. They never explain it. Yeah. What do you mean you're El Ray? I'm El Ray. They, I mean... Give him a gun. Zombie films, you know, like we said, they, they're basically about the people. They're not about the zombies. Mm-hmm. So the zombies are a backdrop. It just makes it more interesting. Yeah. Uh, now we we said we were good, we were going to have musical numbers. I did not have a musical one, but I know a musical one that I think it came out in the in the early two thousands. It's called Dead and Breakfast. What the fuck? So Dead and Breakfast. Uh, basically, these zombie these guys go to a bed and breakfast, and the zombies attack. And so I kind of like Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies because I've never seen that either. I've never seen that. But these zombies attack, and they figure out that the reason that the zombies are around is because uh, David Carradine had done some black magic and summoned them, but then he dies. Well, well the yeah, only he, he auto-fixated himself. Yeah. Well, not in this movie. Oh. But the only way to kill the zombies is to fashion weapons out of David Carradine's bones after he was dead and use them to, to kill the zombies. Well, at one point they're all <laughs> they're all holed up in the house. They're all holed up in the in the in the, the bed and breakfast, and they're like, "Look out and see what the zombies are doing." And they look out and they're like, "I, I think they're dancing." And this like car pulls up with music playing, and all the zombies start dancing. And so there's like a little musical dance number oh my God, in the middle that's of this movie. Great. This movie makes no sense at all, but it's fucking amazing. Another one, um, Frankenstein's Army. I never saw that. Fucking amazing, dude. Is it good? Yes. And it's zombies. To a point. Because they're reanimated. Okay. But they have, if I remember right, they have, like, weapons and shit attached to them. Okay. Because if, I don't, uh, it's got to be, it's either that or that one I was telling you about earlier. Um, Overkill? Yeah. I think they're kind of similar, but... I remember Frankenstein's army is like they, he's making all these creatures, all these these t- reanimating I think dead soldiers. Okay. And basically adding weapons and armor to them right. to make them in like the most indestructible soldier, something like the Nazis would do. Well, that's kind of some World War Two shit. Speaking of that, 
the, and these were these came out later. Now we're we're starting to venture away from the the eighties and nineties, yeah. but the Dead Snow movies were Great amazing, movies. amazing, and they were frozen Nazi soldiers that were reanimated. Mm-hmm. There's I think there's two or three two of those, yeah, and they're just fantastic. Movies. I think they're funny too, ain't they? There's some there's some humor to them. Um, but yeah, the Dead Snow movies are great. I think I made you watch this one too. It's called Aw Zombies. And I think so. These kids get the, like zombies are, are happening, and the movie is split between what the actual people are seeing, and they can't. Understand. The zombies are just like, Ugh. yeah. But then it goes to black and white. Oh, and you're in the zombies' mind, and, and the zombies are talking. They're talking to each other. They're going up and trying to talk to people, and nobody can understand each other because the zombies have their own language, but you can hear what they're saying when it's, it's black like and white. It's kind of like they get fucking hit, and they're like, ah, what'd you hit me for? Yeah, and it was doing that. And they were like, you know, they, were, they weren't looking, they weren't, some of them weren't trying to kill people. They were like asking for directions and stuff, and these people are like beating on them. And they're like, oh, no, shit. No, we just want to know where to, you know, where to find such and such, and they're beating on them. Well, the way that they got... They had a whole bowling alley full of people, and they're like, look, there are zombies out there. There are zombies. And they're like, there's no zombies out there. And they, then they see the zombies. Well, all these people are drunk. They could understand the zombies when they were drunk. Oh, shit. So they could. that's how they could communicate. <laughs> this, you know, they could understand each other. When the people were drunk, yeah. they could hear what the zombies were actually saying. Oh, my God. And it, it was just a, an interesting, unique take where... You were getting the zombies' perspective. That's a cool. That's a cool. But it would be in black idea. and white, and yeah. it was the zombies, it was the zombie world, and then it was in color. Then it was the people's world. It was. It was very interesting take. But I think that a, came out like of, the mid to late two uh, thousands. That's kind of a cool aspect. Yeah, and I've never seen anything like that uh. since. But yeah, so, I mean, those those are some good suggestions. If people want to dive a little bit deeper, they need to than, do like a first person, like almost like a first person shooter, like a hardcore Henry. Yeah, but you're the zombie. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd, I think be, that'd be that'd, that'd be, be fun. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. But I think we've given people a good kind of overview. We've we've touched on the more popular ones. We've touched on some more obscure ones. Redneck zombies. Oh, redneck zombies. The trauma. Yeah. Oh man, that was bad. That was a terrible. It's fucking hilarious. It's a though. horrible movie though. It was oh, trauma. God, yeah. It's good for a trauma movie. Yeah. But uh, you know. If people want to dive into zombie flicks, or maybe we gave them a suggestion that people don't normally consider a zombie movie, you know, like we said, Pet Cemetery or Serpent and the Rainbow or anything, you know, Evil Dead, things like that, people don't associate with the zombie genre. They they can go check those out and maybe broaden their horizons, or they can just tell us to go fuck ourselves with our zombies, you know, which is probably the lighter of the two. Yeah, you know, let's see, like, you zombie geeks, we're not going to do what you say. (laughs) But, shut the fuck up, we ain't listening to you. So, I mean, any... Just shut uh, up and entertain us. Yeah, shut up, and hopefully this was entertaining, it was just kind of (laughs) us geeking out about zombies. But, any uh, any final thoughts on on the movies we discussed here? No, but I need, you know, I need to start, I need to watch some of these movies again. Oh, yeah. It's just been a long time since I've seen them. It's been a while, and and you always pick up something different when you rewatch them. And, you know, knowing, and then sometimes it spurns you to maybe figure out why they did that. So you go start researching the behind the scenes stuff. You're zombie out? Yeah. Gross. But you want to you figure out, like, why, why they did that. You're going to it again. You're going to figure out a zombie. Well, if I have to. Um, Pays the bills. Yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> but you want, you want to investigate, like, the backstories of why do they do that in the movie. Yeah. And so then you get all these great stories that maybe you wouldn't 
have cared about or even, you know, noticed, and then you rewatch it again, it's like, oh, there's the jar of sweat. There's his butt crack in the, oh, you know. Yeah. So, I want to see a punk rock band zombie movie. There, There is one. Heavy Metal Zombies. Oh, no shit. Heavy Metal Zombies. It, it is really, really bad and really, really good all at the same time. There's actually a few of them. There's, there's uh, the original Trick or Treat with uh, uh, Gene Simmons and Ozzy and Skippy from Family Ties. Oh, yeah. That was the original? That's the original. I think somebody let me borrow that. And, and that's I, where the band plays and yeah. it turns people... It's like all... Uh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. We forgot a Gene Simmons minute. Oh, yeah, I just mentioned Gene Simmons. Yep, we gotta take a break. Okay, Gene Simmons break. Hi, I'm Gene Simmons. You're not. All right, there was that. Yeah, that's so we don't get sued. Well, yeah, well, we, we can't get sued because Rex is paying for the... Uh, oh, yeah, Rex, our, our number yeah. one fan. Number two. Number two fan. Number two fan, Rex, is a... Uh, that, that was a uh, Gene Simmons moment with uh, brought to you by Rex. He's, yeah, brought to you by Rex. Yeah. You and know, toy, toy, and toys from the past in Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, Rex hasn't talked to us since we started doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we so, love you, Rex. So, uh, there was there was the original Trick or Treat that that had kind of a possessed type element to it, and then uh, there was a movie called Black Roses, where this band came to town and the music they played would turn people into like uh, zombie-ish characters. It usually happens at the bar up the street, too. Uh, yeah, it does. But that's with the drinking and yeah, the cheap beer. I, mean, I guess yeah. the cheap beer is the drinking. Cheap beer is the drinking. You know, some people have a little uh, smoke outside the bar and, uh, you know, or eat a edible or something and then come back in and they're, like, zoned. Zoned out zombie. Yeah, zoned out zombie. But, so, yeah, you can check these out. Let us know what you think of them. Let us know what you think of our list. If you guys have a... We know you're watching and listening and paying attention because we see the views... And we see the comments on Facebook, so we appreciate everything. We we do. Anytime anybody takes just a you know couple hours out of their week to listen to what bullshit we have to spew, and they listen to us overseas. Too. We love it. We yeah, we've got I think like ten or twelve countries that are listening. So we love our our international fans as well. And tell you what, send us a email, a voicemail, a, a Facebook message, whatever. We want to hear from you. So, and we'll, we'll read it on the show. Yeah. Or we'll play it. If you get send us a voicemail, we'll play it. All that information is on our Facebook page, and it's also on every show note that we put out is that information. Yes, it is. So, you can contact us. So, anything else about zombies we want to talk about? or Brains. Well, that's that's a whole different topic. Oh. No. I'm the, good brains are pretty good. I mean, I've had them. I've never had brains. I've had big brains. You knew who had monkey brains? Indiana Jones. And that guy on uh, Faces of Death. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Monkey's brains is basically just jello. Yeah, I don't think I could eat monkey brains, but I did have big brains. I like jello. I like jello, too. I, can't, I couldn't eat brains, man. That's some Hannibal Lecter shit. They're good with uh, fava beans. What the fuck's a fava? Fava bean. It's a bean. Like, hello, mother, hello, fava? <laughs> All right, we're getting too stupid. We got a little bit of bowl of quisp afterwards. <laughs> you gotta have some quisps. Some quisps. All right, well, we're gonna wrap it up then. I'm gonna go eat me a bowl of quisps. Yeah, gotta have some brains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next week.
Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Fucking quisps. Fucking quisps. Thank you for tuning in to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. If you want to talk to the show, drop us an email. RetroPowerHour at gmail.com We'll see you next week.